Welcome to episode 93 of the Kraken Pod. It is our Halloween episode, also number 93. That's Dougie Gilmore. Look him up. A podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have some fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. Uh, Joey is in costume. I'm in costume, and I have not shown Joey my costume yet, so I'll I'll unveil that in a second. Crack a reaction. We've got OT thrillers, road trip recap. We are also going to associate Kraken players with Halloween candy. Just hold tight on that. NHL news and hockey news. We, we have to be serious and talk about this Adam Johnson tragic hockey death. If you haven't heard, we'll fill you in. And in our three stars of the week, that is where we rank what's been going on in our personal life. We tell you about it in the three stars of the week. So let's get to it. Episode 93 of the Kraken pod. Happy Halloween. Let's go. Too. Hold on, wait one second. Wait, we're gonna get going. I'll introduce us in a second. Just wait. Hold your horses. I haven't seen Joey's costume yet either. So here we go. I'm coming into frame here. All right. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I, I, what's up? <laughs> Joey, would you like to describe uh, oh. my costume? I honestly thought that Jordan Eberle had like the peak dad vibes. I what, what I would give to have you on the Seattle Kraken. Oh my god! <laughs> I look like I, are, I, I could sit on the bench. I look like I could sit on the bench. You, yeah, you are full full hockey gear. I mean, I I don't know how else to describe it, but you have some serious uh, dad hockey vibes going on. It's yeah. very impressive. This lid is very old and, uh, funky. So it looks, it looks kind of like a, it's like a bubble helmet. It's a bower. It's old school. Um, I still have the ear protection on because I think it, I don't know where this helmet came from, but, uh, oh my God. I just, you know, I'm wearing a Mark Giordano Jersey. I kind of look like I played hockey at some point in my life. You do. Yeah, you absolutely do. God, that's, that's really but, impressive. Dude, uh, I have a, a massive head. And so my, when I wear a helmet, I just look like I'm, a space, one of those, you know, gray space aliens, just mm -hmm. absolutely brutal. So, yes, yes. uh, Joey, you look like you could be wearing a costume and honestly, you should just really do the podcast from here on out in this costume. You described it last week, but what, what are you? It's Chaz Reinhold, baby. Wedding yeah. crashers. So the, uh, Will Ferrell character, yeah. but you, a kimono, like a silk kimono, dude. That's like, this is works for you. I don't know. Well, Nunchuck to you. You don't even realize what <laughs> you don't. This is pretty smooth. I like this look. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, anyway, uh, my name is Jeff Janusic, and that's my friend and co-host. I'm going to try and do this episode in gloves. Um, Joey Cirillo right there. So how are you, man? Uh, it's Halloween. So happy Halloween. Here we are. You know, I mean, we're recording the podcast. You're in full gear. Like, you're ready to roll. The Kraken don't play again yep. uh, until Thursday, but you're ready to roll. And I'm, you know, recording in a silk kimono and nunchucks. Dude, we're, we're rolling on this. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, we're ready. We're, we're absolutely prepped. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about on the um, episode this week. Uh, I'm Jack for Halloween. Uh, 
there's some weird funk in our house. Like everybody, somebody's been sick in our house for like the last three weeks, and nice, it's, like, it's kind of hit me. So I'm rolling on Sudafed right now and coffee. Um, but I'm I'm ready to rock. So let's get right to it. Let's get to your Kraken reaction. So much to talk about. Uh, last night's game against Tampa. I think I was just going through maybe like the the pit of my cold or whatever I have because I was getting really depressed uh-huh. and I was feeling super negative. Nice. But the Kraken pulled us out of it with an awesome overtime victory against the Tampa Bay Lightning, sealing our final win uh, to say that we've beaten every single NHL team, which is fantastic. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll recap it a little bit more, but grew two crazy posts helping out some Halloween tricks as the posts helped out grew as they should. The Kraken got the win, but uh, we got to go back to the Detroit game. Oh, sorry, that was that was my cue. It sounded oh. like you had, you, yeah, it sounded like you had more to say. So I was like, all right, I'll just wait for him to finish. Oh no, 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 no. Let's, let's go back, back to Detroit. To all right, this Detroit. is weird. It's a Halloween episode. Yeah, last Tuesday, uh, Seattle Kraken at our Detroit Red Wings. Hold on, uh, I gotta crack- put my stick down. Hold on a second. Okay. Oh, I just this is, the coffee. This is great podcasting. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right, go ahead. You're good. Okay. <laughs> Last Tuesday, Seattle Kraken at Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Seattle ends up winning 5-4. to four. Game started off weird. Weird vibes, just like this podcast today. There were some weird bounces for Detroit. Uh, they had a wide-open net at one point. They cannot, uh, they cannot take advantage of that. They did not score. Matty Beniers ended up throwing some hands with Ooh. Mo Sider. We love Mo Sider. But there was a cheap shot to like the back of like Matty's Oh, net. yeah. And then he turns around and Eberly's on the ice and he just starts like shoving him down. Maddie's like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm not going to let this, you know, happen to my guys. Um, I thought the game started off great on the PK. I mean, we talked about this last week. Detroit Red Wings, second in the NHL on the power play. Very strong PP, 39.1%. That was as of last week. Um, and Seattle, Seattle Kraken start off great against them. Schwartzy, who, by the way, Jeff, is my dark horse for like MVP of the Seattle Kraken this year. I'm just going to throw that out there. I would say uh, it's a good bet. Yeah, Schwartzy, strong power play, great power play goal, scores again. The guy's on Hattie Watch, Ty Cartier breakaway goal. The Seattle are up, uh, and it, it's looking like they're going to run away with the game. But, of course, so a little bit of cracking shit happened. The Red Wings score on the power play. We end up giving them three power plays in the third period. The Red Wings score on every single one of them. It's completely inexcusable, and I'm like, here we go. This is going to be a roller coaster of a ride. Spronger ends up boarding Cartier. I mean, Ooh. the dude, it was the second time that Cartier really got taken out, but it was by Spronger. The former Seattle Kraken takes him out. Father Canner, with a little bit of time left in regulation, ends up tying the game. At this point, the Seattle Kraken were down. It was not looking good, uh, but Father Canner forces overtime. and Then McCann finds Eberly for the overtime winner. Two Detroit Red Wings end up like crashing in on Eberly. They both go into the boards. It's not looking good. Canner, uh, Canner gets the puck. He looks like he has a pretty good lane to shoot, but Eberly comes out, finds Eberly for the pass instead. Eberly one knee just ding, just zings it right in there, man. The crack end up winning five to four in overtime. It was a sweet goal to win the game. As it's very uh, sweet. Yeah, like uh, the Red Wings defenders fell down, and, and Ebbs just kind of got to the front of the net, and Jeremy McCann saw him from um, the sideboards and just threw it over there. And we also got. Uh, probably one of the most epic shots of maybe the Seattle Kraken's existence as in a photograph of, yes. of Jared McCann skating over and a kneeling Eberly was kissed in the helmet by Jared McCann. And it was just an awesome, awesome yes. 
picture. So I love that photo. So that was great. So yeah, so the the Red Wings go down. The Red Wings were hot, and uh, that actually started them on a slide, which is pretty awesome as the Kraken win. And uh, that felt pretty good. We needed that. We really needed a, a, a tough, strong, gutted out win. There's a lot of physicality, like the Mo Sider thing. Um, that was that was a little too much. So I was glad to see the guys uh, step up and fight. And there was a lot of conversation on Twitter, too, in that game about, like, we need an enforcer. We need an enforcer to get out there and do that sort of stuff. And it was, I think, part of this conversation, I think some people are misunderstanding maybe a little bit about how hockey works. It's not like, you know, guys are going to get pushed around. Like, to say, like, you know, Maddie Beneers, right? Uh, Yanni Gord. These guys are not typically, you know, Yanni is scraps, but like there's, there's players that if they're getting pushed around and like Jared McCann, you know, um, guys who shouldn't necessarily be fighting, you know, it's not like they're going to just skate off, ignore it and wait for somebody, an enforcer on the bench to come out and beat some ass. You know, like they get sick and tired of things and they need to stand up for themselves because if they don't do something about it, they're just going to be labeled as, you know, easy pushovers by the rest of the league. So, I think some fans were like, "What? Why are they fighting? Why are they pushing back? Why are they just letting an enforcer do it? Somebody else fight for them? We need an enforcer." No, I th- there's only so much you can do, right? You don't need to go out there and start fights every game, um, and and throw them down with somebody in an official fight. But you got to stand up for yourself and defend yourself. So I really liked what I saw there, being physical, caring, which is great. I think that's been interesting to watch uh, as the season's kind of gone on. Um, but that was a game they cared. I love to see it in Detroit beating the Red Wings, which, uh, by the way, I don't think we've lost in Detroit against the Red Wings. So Detroit's uh, my hometown and always good at the Kraken. So I love to see it. And then we move on to Carolina on Thursday night. Uh, I have to say it really quick, which I feel like I say that all the time. Um, I could not agree with you more. I did Kraken Pod after dark on YouTube uh, on the game. And you're right. There was a lot of talk about Matty Beneers and people were really upset that he was the one kind of getting in the mix a little bit with Cider. But I'm not going to reiterate your point. All I'm going to say is that I agree. And the only thing I'm going to add to that is you have to take everything in the game in context of what is happening, right? So you have a play where Matty gets hit like what? Like upper shoulder, lower neck area by Mo Cider. Yeah. Probably should have been a penalty. It wasn't. That's fine. Also, the ref, like that game was like horrible on both sides. And I don't want to hear fucking Red Wings fans, minus you, Jeff, um, <laughs> complaining about like the like the non-call of like the stick in thrown across the ice. Oh. There's so much shit that wasn't also called against Detroit. And guess what? And here's my thing. Like at the end of the day, for better or for worse, like these are humans that are that are refing the game. Like they're going to miss calls. But if you think that the reason why Detroit lost that game was because of that one missed call, then you are absolutely wrong because there's a lot of stuff against Detroit that was not called at all. At the end of the day, it all kind of washes itself out, right? There's going to be games you lose and games you win, and it is what it is. But in the context of the game, I liked Matty Benier stepping up and doing that because it's not a situation where it's like, okay, enforcer time, you know, skate over here. And uh, and defend me. It's one of those things where it's like, dude, you're pushing me around. Now you're pushing my teammate around, and I'm just gonna send you a really quick message that you can't fucking do that. I also uh, and right exactly. And uh, I I would like to say that 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 stick throw. I mean, you yes. got to do it. You got to do it in those instances. It's like a pass interference. You, know, you got you have to take the pass interference call to stop a touchdown. Had to do it. It was horrible. That was absolutely. Yes. That made me laugh so loud because I was. I was taken aback by how bad and obvious it was, and it didn't get called. So we really lucked out on that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, that's an obvious penalty. But anyways, moving on, the Kraken ended up winning that game five to four. Thursday, two nights later, 
uh, another overtime game, which is that's like the ultimate Kraken shit. It's like death taxes and Seattle Kraken going to overtime. Uh, Thursday, uh, Thursday night at Carolina Hurricanes, the Kraken end up losing three to two. Um, one of, if not my favorite goal of the season so far, is Bjorkstrand, who absolutely just walks Brent Burns and puts a beautiful shot on net. His he beard was on fire. Yeah, dude, just unbelievable. Um, unbelievable goal. Right after that, Shorzy, Kraken take a 2-0 lead. The guy gets called up. He did not have a good game against Detroit. He comes back in this game. He had a great back check. Gets the puck away from the um, opposing player. And he starts his own breakaway. Gets a pass up ice. It's in midair at full speed on his fucking skates. He knocks the puck out of midair with his stick and then scores on a beautiful goal. And I'm like, holy shit, man. This guy's got some serious moves. And then things start falling apart. Dumoulin who we've talked about a little bit before. I still like the guy, but he's definitely had some defensive lapses. I think he's just a veteran. He gets a flat tire like Spronger in the playoffs last year, and he completely falls down right next to his own net, which causes a turnover. Carolina gets it. They score. Uh, the next goal to tie the game, Decord has no chance on. Carolina breakaway. Seattle Kraken defense is completely asleep. It looks like they're not, they're like not trying at all. Um, Jeff, you and I talked about this on Kraken Pod after dark but it's a beautiful tic-tac-toe. You couldn't even see the two other skaters on the screen, but you knew they were coming, and they were. They end up tying the game with a little over four minutes left in the third period. Um, and then the game ends up going, like I said, to overtime. And it was really frustrating because the Kraken are skating around. They're not generating a lot of shots on net. They kind of just keep trying to set up their offense. At one point, Slavin completely loses his stick, and he's out on the ice for like a minute or two without one. The Kraken cannot take advantage of that at all and then Nika scores with 9.7 seconds left in overtime and it was brutal for Joey Decord pro Joey pod because the guy had 42 saves on 45 shots on net which is a Seattle Kraken franchise record and after the game his quote was it's just as it's just disappointing that I couldn't make the save referring to the one that tied the game and he said it's a frustrating loss being up that late in the game I love I gotta say I love the accountability right I mean I love him stepping up and like having that mindset it's not on him I'm sorry it's not the two goals were ridiculous um but you know I mean that's that's his job and he took it on himself and it, and it wasn't because I mean Decord was outstanding we deserve and we demand justice for Joey well you know maybe that was a, a thinly veiled like guys wake the hell up okay because he had an epic night. I mean, he makes a he makes a record amount of saves for the Seattle Kraken. Pretty awesome, um, and he did his job very well. Um, and that third period thing, I think we're going to come back to that because we we keep seeing this over and over again. So we lose uh, in in Carolina, but we get a point, which is good. Um, and that was after that game, by the way, uh, on Friday. I had tweeted out as like, hey, look, you know, because I'm I'm up and down on this emotional roller coaster of a season so far too, expecting like mm -hmm. great things. And and I think it will still come. Um, but I put out a tweet that was like, Hey y'all, like we should all look at this. And I was talking to myself mainly because we should look at this as like, the st here's the standings. And basically we were like four points out of like, we're sitting, we were sitting at the time in 12th place in the Western conference. And we were like four points away from being in third or fourth. So it's a log jam and there's still plenty of room to, to make it up. Uh, I, uh, we do need to start making it up uh, more, right? So they need to string together some more wins, but long story short is things are still okay. So moving into another Florida game Saturday at the Panthers, I didn't catch a lot of this game. You didn't catch a lot of this game because of the weird start time. And then also the Saturday weekend stuff going on. I got the kids and the family and you had friends in town. So, 
it was a loss to the Florida Panthers. Tight yeah. game, which is good. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of went to sleep. And that's that's really, I don't know if it's like something we can shake off for Halloween, like snap them out of the grave. I don't know what's going on. But for some reason, the Kraken continue to like bury themselves, go into the grave. And then all of a sudden they wake up and pull something together and like try to make something happen. But this was a, a, a game where um, they were up to some Kraken shit. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I actually felt like it was kind of the reverse where like they were they were cruising and then they put themselves in the grave because the Kraken were up two nothing. And again, they give I mean, up yeah. they give up a two a two goal lead. Father Canner again, who has started off this season really, really well, despite getting rocked almost every single game. Him and Golvenin get goals. It was great to see Golvenin get one. I did not have a chance to catch the game live. I actually went back and watched highlights and what and whatnot. And then when I saw the final score, I was pretty drunk. And I was tweeting about it a little bit. Um, Kachuk actually scores for the first time this season, and it took him seven games in order to do it. And that's the slowest that he's ever started any season ever in his entire career. The longest before that was four games. So I thought that was notable. And your comment about Joey Decord and like his comments um, after the last game against Carolina being like thinly veiled. I actually don't think they're thinly veiled. I think that like this is just who he is as a person because again, Joey gets to start in net for this game. There's another quote similar afterwards. And he said, and, and this is regarding the loss because they end up losing three to two. He goes, this was on me. I should have stayed in the net. And when I went back and watched the, the highlights, like basically what happened was uh, there was a play towards the end of the game where there was a weird bounce off the boards. And Joey kind of came out of his net a little bit to play the puck. And he misread it. And as a result of that, the net was wide open. They ended up scoring. So he said, it was on me. I should have stayed in the net. He's like, late in the game, it's a tie game. The stanchions here are pretty bouncy. It was an unfortunate bounce, but I should have just stayed in the net and at least given myself a chance to make a save there. I feel like I let the team down tonight. Again, accountability. This is why we're a pro Joey podcast. I love to hear this, you know, coming from him. I didn't have a chance to watch the full game. I'm sure people were up in arms about the way that he played that, you know, particular play, but there's no one that's more aware of it than he is. So it is what it is. Uh, you know, the Seattle Kraken, I mean, at the end of the day, you have a two goal lead on the road at Florida and you end up giving that up. So, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about that, except for just some cracking shit going down. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, these are tight games, so that's good. That's, that's a, that's a positive takeaway. Um, Another tight game last night, uh, recording this on Halloween Tuesday. Last night, the the Kraken played in Tampa Bay against uh, and always a good team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And this game, this is the one that, you know, obviously most recent, so my feelings are most strong right now, is getting back to that, like the third period grave digging, sleeping. I don't know what's going on in the third. I don't know if we need to like get a whole bunch of Halloween candy on the bench for the third period or... B12 shots or something like that. But I smelling feel salts. like smelling salts for everybody, not just goalies. I, I don't know, like the Russian juice or something like that. Some Russian gas, like injections of something. I don't know. Okay. I like just it. Whatever. Like just, just yeah. we got to get something going on because I feel like the third period is crushing us as of late because guys go to sleep. And I, I was getting pissed off watching this last night that happened in Tampa Bay as we gave up a lead. And th- that that's got to stop happening. So Tampa Bay, what happened last night? So this game goes into overtime and out of the four games on this road trip, three of them go into overtime. And I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. And it's one of those games where the Kraken start off really hot. They had 20 shots on net in the first freaking period. Uh, Dumoulin ends up scoring a goal. It's his first goal score with the Seattle Kraken. This is an interesting note that they showed during the broadcast. The last goal that he scored was February 26, 2023, also against Tampa Bay. Yanni gets a goal, right? Which is great because Gordo, Halloween. 
former team, all that stuff. We can't even really celebrate his goal because seconds later, we let Tampa Bay get a response goal. But Yamamoto, Yams, strong PP. I fucking love the way this kid is playing. He gets a power play goal. The Kraken go up 3-1, going into the second period. And then again, we give Tampa Bay multiple opportunities to come back. And that's exactly what they do. And they end up tying the game. And it's really unfortunate. And the, the crazy part is, is like, the, honestly, the, the first star of the game was the post because Tampa Bay should have won this game. I mean, they hit a post and the puck kind of popped out a little bit and Gru was able to get it with like 30 some odd seconds left in regulation that would have won the game for them. And the same exact play happened again in overtime. I mean, the puck literally just did not bounce Tampa Bay's way. Father Canner saves the Seattle Kraken and gets what I think is the biggest win of the early season so far in this one. Because the fact of the matter is, if you're up 3-1, you have a two-goal lead on the road again, and if you were to lose this game, then have to get on a plane and fly six hours back. I saw last night the team was playing Mario Kart and like having fun with each other. You know what they're not doing? Any of that shit. I mean, they would have been a dejected mess. This fan base would have been questioning everything. And luckily, because we were all blessed by Father Canner, like he was kissing Jordan Eberle on the forehead. I mean, this is... This goal, I don't want to say like save the crack in season because, again, long season, there's a lot of hockey to play. But this, I hope, adjusted the mindset for the team because if they lose this game, I mean, things can start to spiral really quickly here. So thank God it didn't happen. The Kraken ended up going 2-1-1 one, and one on the road trip. They got five out of eight points. And again, three games out of four go into overtime. So it was a very Seattle Kraken road trip, to say the least. Yeah, I, just that third period really made me mad because the vibes that I got last night, again, riding on lots of Advil, and we were uh, I was I was watching it on my phone while the kids and I were watching a Halloween movie last night, which I'll talk about here in a little bit, mm-hmm. um, in, in Three Stars of the Week. But I was just getting pissed because I felt that coming. I, I felt that, you know, Tampa tying it up, yes. um, doing what Tampa does. I just felt that energy shift. And on that tying goal, I, I just felt like everybody was was sleeping. They were like yeah. looking around. They were this. I just, I don't understand what happened. I mean, I get, I get being confused. I'm also, while I'm dressed like a hockey player, I don't know if you know this, Joey, but I don't have uh, NHL experience, pro experience, collegiate experience, high school experience, or uh, playing hockey at all. You could have uh, fooled but, me with how you're dressed. I'll tell you that. But you're doing great. But as a rec league player for many, many, many years, I just felt like they could have had some more, more. Uh, effort last night and that, that's what i'm seeing yeah some oomph. some mojo some fucking russian juice like you just yeah. mentioned i don't even know what that is i'm pretty sure you're just referencing steroids um yes. but, so, <laughs> no man it, it was brutal and it's one of those things again where it's like I, I had such a weird feeling about this team at the end of the game because you would think that i would have been elated after the father canner goal in overtime to win I didn't feel good about this win at all. I mean, there's no, I mean, honestly, the Seattle Kraken should have lost this game. They got, they basically just got really freaking lucky to puck bounce their, their way. And listen, you can go back at previous games. I know the game against Florida, they had a number of shots that kind of hit the post there, right? So like over the course of the season, again, those things are going to balance themselves out. But man, this is a game that they honestly should have lost. And I'm, I'm obviously happy that they did not, but it's not like I went away from it feeling good about it. No, I, I, it was, it was a weird vibe. It just the whole I, last night was really weird. And I'm kind of like thinking like going into November, let's flush it all. Let's eat some candy tonight, you know, enjoy Halloween and then start November anew. And that's for like my personal life and also for my hockey life too. So I, I'm, I just felt like last night was like spooky or by the way, uh, so growing up in Detroit, 
There used to be, they used to call the night before Halloween Devil's Night. Have you ever heard of this? I've never heard of that. So Devil's Night was a big thing back in the 80s and 90s uh, in Detroit. And it was like, oh, God, you can't go out on the night before Halloween because that's when, like, the the mobs of all the gangs and the bad people are out, like, burning stuff and looting and all this sort of shit. And, like, that was literally what Devil's Night was called. And, like, and for a while, I guess some people, you know, I, I think the news invented it to, like, hype up any crime that happened that night. But Devil's Night was a thing. So, like... Um, that was real scary back in the day. Um, isn't part- Devil's Night the name of a D12 album? And D12 being the rap group that Eminem formed with his friends from Detroit? Uh, I believe so. And that's exactly why it's called Devil's Night, is because that's that Shit. was a thing. I- I'll have to Google it, but Devil's Night in Detroit, I don't know if you know, I haven't been in Detroit and lived in Detroit on Devil's Night for 20 years, but I don't think it's a thing anymore. Well, you're the um, big rap guy, so I just figured you would know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. As a big rap guy, yes, that's exactly right, the D12 yeah. thing. So thank you for, for reminding me about that. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, you know, just weird vibes. I just, I want to see the team leave November behind, not think about it, and just capitalize on on the good stuff they have going on and just move forward. Um, we're in a good spot before we talk about what's coming up for November. Um, as far as the standings go, in the conference, we sit at number 11. We have eight points. There's one, two, three, four, five uh, teams, four teams tied with eight points. The Preds, Coyotes, Minnesota Wild, and the Kraken. So, like, and we play two of those teams coming up in the next seven days here. Yes. Uh, the Preds and the Coyotes. And the only team that's really running away with things right now are the, the Golden Knights, which you hate to see it, um, at 9-0-1 with 19 points. But the Avs are only four points ahead of us with 12. So, you know, the Kraken, they're inconsistent right now, but they're fighting and they're in games. And I feel like if they can start just putting together a solid effort consistently for every period, they'll start winning more. And I'm seeing like that goal differential come down. Um, again, our goaltending, when you look at the stat sheet, if you look at the rankings, like doesn't look that great on paper, but we just watch the games and see how great the goaltending is. So um, the Seattle Kraken are are doing all right. We're right there. The rest of the Western Conference is, is right there too. Um, so, you know, there's positivity. So let's flush October, get to November. And what is the lineup for the next seven days? I'm going to get into that in a second, but I will also say this because I talked about it last night. Again, Crack and Pod After Dark on YouTube, and I defended your honor because thank you. A couple a couple games ago, you did the you did the thing where you said you were talking to yourself when you posted like the Western Conference standings, and you were like, "Listen, slow start to the season, a lot of games left to play, but look at the point total and look how much is separating the Crack and like from the top. We're going to be fine." And the biggest thing that everyone started to debate you on, which I I see their point, but I disagree with because I know you and I know what you are trying to say. And what I say and what I'm saying is, is that people were saying that it was misleading that you were sharing that because they were like, well, the Kraken have played X amount of games and these guys have played this much and these guys have played this much and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, sure. But Jeff is not going in there breaking down how many games every single team has played and how many oper- like that's not what he's doing. He's basically saying there's a lot of hockey left. We're only a couple points behind in the, in the Seattle Kraken. Have plenty of time to turn things around. You're being Jeff Lasso, and you're basically look like look at the bigger picture here. You're not breaking down the individual statistics of every single team. So while I can see their point of being like, well, technically, Nationals played two less games, and therefore, it's like, dude, we get what you're saying. Shut the fuck up. Like he's <laughs> having a conversation where he's being like, it's a long season, and it's only a couple points to be to be made up, and the team can and is capable of doing that. 
Yeah, we, you know, look, at most, we do. We have, we played the most games in the Western Conference. We have, we, have, we played 10. Um, many teams have played nine, many eight, some seven. So like, that's it. But the, if don't worry about games played or games in hand right now. Worry about that in March. It doesn't matter right now. I mean, I get it. I get it. We do need to win games, right? And yes. we're losing out on chances to win games. So I understand their point. But at the same time, the other teams that have, played less games than us, that's more games they could potentially lose, right? So you can look at it both ways. I think you got to look at the product on the ice is overall, like we're right there. We're in the middle of the pack. We're figuring it out. Um, and I'm talking myself out of a depression hole right now for hockey. <laughs> it's like, you know, we're figuring it out. We're getting good goaltending. We're getting, for the most part, good effort. We're having players step up and, and do their thing. There's other players that need to step up and do more, mm-hmm. um, mainly our defense. And, and, and I think, I think we'll be all right. We're right there in the pack. I, I just, I'm not, I'm not super stressed about it. I feel a, a change of the season coming for November, right? So let's put it yes. together. And this week coming up, we've got some teams that are doing all right, right there. We're right there. Thursday versus Nashville, Saturday versus Calgary and Calgary's struggling too. And then Tuesday at Arizona, which I'm excited about because I don't think I've actually watched a game on TV. Um, at Arizona, uh, at Arizona State, which I'm yes. excited about, but also too, man, uh, the Coyotes are 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 playing some pretty good hockey right now. Getting great goaltending, that's going to be that might be the toughest game because they've got some you know a lot of a lot of youth on the team. They're like in the middle of the pack. I think they're ahead of us. They I think they have eight points too. Look at these standings again, real quick. Yeah, Arizona's got their eight points. They're uh, four and four, and their goal differential is plus seven. So they're getting some really awesome goaltending right now, and they're okay, playing right. pretty well. So they're they're a good team. Also, too, another note is the Ducks. The Ducks are also young and scoring goals and doing pretty well right now. So, you know, it's kind of cool to see at Vancouver is doing all right, too. So it's, it's, it's kind of, except for Vancouver, it's kind of cool to see um, <laughs> some of these other teams doing pretty well that are expected to be bottom feeders. But the, the Flames suck. They're two and six. Yes. And, and we don't want to, we cannot lose that game. We can't lose that game. We can't lose to Calgary. They are not good. Um, they, they lost to Edmonton in the heritage classic the other night. And that's exactly what Edmonton needed to get going. Um, Calgary also too, like we got to win some games at home. I'm tired of like feeling sketchy about playing at climate pledge arena. So it's going to happen. The Kraken are going to get their first win streak coming up. I'm calling it right now. Nashville, Calgary. I think we, we string together two wins, Arizona. I'm excited to see. Um, that's a different team though, but, uh, you gotta, you have to at least win one of those games at home. Nashville, Calgary. I, I hope it's Calgary because they just they do not look. Good. And also, I know I want. I think they're going to take care of Nashville too because I, I, you know, I was wrong when we started this season in Nashville. I was like, I just feel like this is a team that the Seattle Kraken has their number. I remember last year just beating the absolute brakes off of them, and then things got weird in the Music City, and the Seattle Kraken ended up losing the game, that game. And I was like, well, I guess I'm wrong. And I think this is a really good opportunity for them to get revenge and really right the ship and get things going. And when and if they do that, that'll be their first, you know time they've won back-to-back games all season and hopefully they can get some momentum from that then they have calgary and then we have at arizona which i do think will be the toughest game in the three coming up next week absolutely all right well you know the kraken will be they'll be just fine don't stress uh because there's other things that matter more and let's talk about some nhl news this has not only turned the nhl upside down but the entire hockey world upside down um a lot of a lot of talk about the tragic accident um that happened uh, to Adam Johnson. And if you haven't heard Adam Johnson, and this is uh, from the 
you know, from NPR, I'm just going to read what happened here. Is Adam Johnson, former NHL forward, has died after his neck was cut by another player's skate during a game Saturday in Sheffield, England. Uh, fatal collision, which Johnson's team called the freak accident, happened through uh, the middle of the second period, elite ice hockey league between Johnson's Nottingham Panthers and the Sheffield Steelers. And I'm quoting from this article. Um, there's video floating around. This is just now, this is me talking. There's video floating around. It's on can't Twitter. Watch it. Can't watch it. It's not, it's not um, gory. The video okay. just shows it happening. Now it, you can see it. It's from afar. It's probably from like halfway up, you know, the lower bowl. Mm-hmm. And so basically what, what happened was, and what I saw is in this play, uh, there's a player, a couple players just entered the zone, right? And Adam Johnson's team mate is carrying the puck. And uh, the guy from the, the other team, right, is going after that dude and kind of gets uh, laid out a little bit, a hip check. And as he gets hip checked, Adam Johnson's skating behind them, coming into the zone. And this guy kind of spins and his foot comes up and, and swipes across his neck. Again, you don't see, and it stops there. You don't see anything gory, nothing bad. It, I mean, it looks terrible, right? And obviously that cut led to him, you know, suffering fatal injuries and he died, which is really sad. You know, last night um, the penguins and the ducks played in Pittsburgh and Adam Johnson played for Pittsburgh for a couple of games and they had a really awesome tribute to him at center ice. The whole team, you know, all the teams joined together in a circle at center ice and they had a tribute to him, which was really nice. Now here's what's going on is the, the, the police, the authorities are looking in to possibly charge the guy who had his skate fly up. Um, and the reason why, and there's a lot of debate, there's a couple of quick things going on. Uh, and you know, social media is just trolls and just terrible people, right? Um, so there's a couple of things. Is One thing that is just uncalled for and horrible is that the player whose skate cut Adam Johnson's neck is black. Adam Johnson is white. So racist asshole trolls are coming in and trying to start shit about that and make this into a black versus white debate and coverage and all this sort of stuff. And it's just not right. Now, the other aspect of this is if you watch it, it is debatable, I think, whether or not... Now, obviously, a hockey player playing hockey is not intending to kill somebody right yes now could you make the um uh claim or debate that maybe the player who swung his foot up saw adam johnson coming behind him and as he got hit was maybe trying to trip him with his foot and maybe like try to slew foot him which as he got checked it kind of caused him to swing up it's it is debatable to watch this was this just a freak he got hit and swung around or did he put a little effort in to get his foot up there and just the freak accident happened where it went too high and cut him so i'm not saying necessarily what i think happened i I obviously would never think that that somebody would try to kill somebody else right yeah um but but there is debate and the police are looking into this Right. And 
it's just a really tough, crazy situation. I've seen things like people debating, um, you know, that that whether players should start wearing neck guards, which, you know, neck injuries and injuries like this have happened. You know, we had Vander Kane. I was going to uh, say Vander Kane last year with the wrist. Yep. Yep. So this is not over. And I think this debate is just heating up over what happened. And this guy's name is Matt Petgrave. He's the player that is involved in this incident, um, which I'm sure is devastating to him too. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they decide in terms of, are they going to charge this guy with, with homicide? So I think this is something where if you see it, if you've seen this, you know, what do you think? Do you think that there, this was intentional in some way? Again, not intent to, you know, kill somebody, but maybe intent to, trip him or cause something to happen slow him down throw his body into him a little bit etc and it results in a freak accident yeah I, I would say like joey it's it's not i mean i don't like necessarily i mean look we've lived on the internet for a very long time i've seen a lot of shit that i can't take back um you know and i've seen a lot of gory stuff out there two girls um, one cup yeah we've all been there i still have never seen that um <laughs> good on you <laughs> um yep I'm, a lot of other stuff uh i i uh this is not, if you watch it, it's not, again, it's not gory. And I feel like it's something that maybe you should watch. I'd like your opinion on it just to see, you know, what your take is on, on that. And then there's, there's just people being like, well, you can't say anything because you know, not you, but like you, if you didn't play hockey, you can't say anything. And look, I've never played any, any level of hockey, but I've played hockey and I really don't know what, what to think here. Overall, tragic, 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 terrible situation um i can't imagine what those teams are going through the guy who you know was part of this accident i can't imagine what he's going through adam johnson's family what they're going through like this is this is absolutely devastating so um it sucks that hockey's going through this and it sucks that adam johnson you know had this happen to him um because hockey's in a really good place and i feel like you know unfortunately this is this is bringing out the the alarm bells from people trying to say that maybe this is a, a terrible, bad sport and da, 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 da. So there's just a lot of negativity right now around the world with hockey and um, just kind of a sad situation for, for everything. I will try. I'll try to watch it. I don't do good with that stuff. Even, even if you can't really see the injury and it, and it cuts off or whatever, I'm just, I'm really like just thinking about it makes me extremely queasy. Yeah. Um, yeah. With that being said, the reality is that my opinion on it wouldn't matter at all because at the end of the day, whether or not, and again, I'm with you. I don't think anybody's going out there being like, I'm going to try to literally kill somebody tonight. I mean, I really do not think that is the case whatsoever. I like to have some sort of faith left in humanity somewhere within my body. Um, with that being said, you know, you can, you can watch it all you want and be like, you know, did he, you know, was he intentionally trying to put his body into him a little bit and result in a freak accident or is it just a 100% freak accident? And at the end of the day, I think, you know, the police investigating, they're just doing their jobs, right? I mean, th this this play resulted in a death. They absolutely have to investigate it and look into it. And the only people that are ever going to really, the only person that's ever going to really know is the individual that, you know, that, uh, you know, had his foot come up after after getting hip checked. And, you know, if he says that it was an accident and he feels horrible, which I'm sure he has, and I feel awful for him as well, that he has to kind of bear all of this because that's not something anyone wants to bear. And then obviously for the, for the family of Adam Johnson, it's, 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 it's even more devastating, but 
you know, it, it's just his word, right? And his word is going to be like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to do this. And now I feel fucking awful and, you know, death threats and racism and all that stuff is involved. And it's, it's a highly unfortunate situation. And, you know, we can watch all we want and form opinions and our opinions don't matter. And I understand why that police are investigating. So, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a weird situation. And as far as I know, that, that player that was involved, uh, has not said anything yet. Um, I could be wrong, but, um, you know, we'll stay tuned. So, um, you know, praying for just, just some sort of peace with the situation. Um, all right. So I think what we should do is we're going to kind of change things up a little bit, get into something a little more fun. Um, and, uh, I, I think this is a good chance for us to put a call out for no dumb questions. We're going to skip it this week. We're going to skip no dumb questions, which is uh, a little bit, maybe it's a treat for you or maybe it's a trick. I don't know. Um, but I feel like we've missed some somewhere. So if, if two things, if you made it this far, thank you into the Kraken pod. Um, if we missed a question that you've asked somewhere on social media and we haven't asked us yet, please refresh us please resend it retweet it re whatever you got to do so it comes back up to our uh, the top because i feel like there's a few out there that we maybe just missed right and then the other thing is ask us a no dumb question and what we do in this is you know we're not afraid to uh be dumb and stupid on this podcast and you should not be afraid to not know everything about hockey because i don't know if you know this but we don't either um if you have a question that you think is a dumb question ask us and we'll figure it out for you so uh, make sure you follow us on social media all over the place, the Kraken pod, um, or Kraken pod, you know, Twitter X, uh, Instagram, TikTok, the YouTube, the Facebook, all the things, and let us know what your dumb question is. Now, no dumb question in the sake. And for Halloween, Joey and I decided to do something fun and we're going to do some Kraken candy comparisons. So a new Halloween segment, some Kraken candy comparisons. I have not looked at Joey's list, and he doesn't know mine because I wrote it out on scratch paper. Um, and what we're we're doing is we're going to give some Halloween treats to some Kraken hockey players. And uh, we've each picked five to go with here. And we're going to associate them with some Halloween candy. And I have specific reasons why I want to give specific players certain candy. So... Joey, uh, I, I think maybe I'll go first. Go, yeah, lay it on me. Let's go. Let's do this. First and foremost is Jared McCann. Mm. He deserves a payday for sure. Trick or treat. Here's your payday, Jared McCann. He got paid uh, last year with his contract. He's earning $6 million, uh, ABV this year, right? Um, his contract's fat and awesome. He, he should be getting paid some more so his payday is well earned he signed that five-year contract with us um, last season and it is paying off in dividends so happy halloween jared mccann mr goal score father canner you get yourself a payday i love it i am actually go so i had mine in a particular order i'm going to go out of order now on purpose because i kind of want to rival what you just said Ooh. i'm going with maddie Beniers for payday Oh, okay. Matty Beniers for payday because listen, although it has been talked about that his play this year hasn't maybe been the best sophomore slump, maybe he's being targeted a lot more. Whatever, I think he's going to turn it around. The kid obviously has the talent to be able to do so. Totally. Matty Beniers gets a payday from me. 
and he's going to get a payday from the Kraken because the reality oh, yeah. is he's a future captain of the Seattle Kraken. And when it's time for him to get paid, the dude is going to get freaking paid. Ken already got his. Maddie Benier gets a payday from him. No, exactly. And, and I actually, okay, so that's one and one. I'm going to go to two mm-hmm. for me. I'm going to give Maddie Beneers a, uh, a, a snack size baby Ruth because I'm ready for him to eat that and move on to the big boy candy bars and get into that next phase of his career, which might take a season or two okay? because um, he is super talented. But right now he is going through that sort of like, you know, that 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 rookie um, hangover. Um, he's learning about the NHL. And this is something where there's a lot of players like this. They don't really blossom until you know, three, four or five years into the league. And then they just take off, right? Not everybody, everybody can be a Sidney Crosby um, or Connor Bedard off the bat. Who's also going through his lump. So Maddie Beneers gets a baby Ruth. That's not a negative thing. That's more of like, okay, I'm ready to see some of that uh, get shaken off and, and have Maddie move towards more of the, 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 you know, second coming of, of an awesome player for the Seattle Kraken. Okay, I am going to go a completely different direction, but this is where I separate myself from us as clearly being the winner of this segment. And I know it's not a competition. I've just turned it into one. Oh, it is. Oh, perfect. I'm glad we're on the same page here. I'm going Philip Grubauer. He gets a Ghirardelli. He gets the fancy, high-quality chocolate for the German gentleman. Grubauer, Ghirardelli. That is what I am giving the German gentleman. So there you go. This is where I win the competition because I thought. Oh come on, that was a fantastic no. choice. I no, it wasn't. Right no, it wasn't because you didn't. You, great, Ghirardelli. Cool, yeah. awesome. Oh, you can enunciate it. That's. I'm glad that you, you had to try that. First of all, you should have picked like a German chocolate. Number one, you missed that opportunity. But I'm so giving. That's my check. I'm in America, but yeah, I, you're right. I, I'm. I'm giving Philip Grubauer and Joey Decord gobstoppers. Gobstoppers. You missed. Oh. I win that round because you missed the pun. <laughs> Goaltending's phenomenal. They get gobstoppers because these guys, like I said, stats maybe not, you know, amazingly top of the league type stuff, but these guys are, are fire and they're backing us up. And we need to support them. So they get all the gobstoppers they want because they're doing the thing. Also, the post from last night's Tampa game, that gets a gobstopper too. That awesome. Yeah, that post. They should have been kissing that post afterwards. All right, I'm giving Yanni Gord candy corn. There you go. Why? Yanni Gord gets it because he's Gordo. He's the Mr. Pumpkin. And he scored last night against yeah. his former team. Yanni Gord getting candy corn. I mean, one, it rhymes. And also, it just makes complete sense. So you can go ahead and mark that one down for me. No. You're welcome. No, here's my next. No, I'm, Dude, you you lost this, and the lead is getting wow. bigger for me. Because I, saw, I saw it in your eyes that you were impressed with the candy corn pick. So you can go ahead and try to pretend otherwise. No, my eyes were saying, what the fuck is the association? Yeah. <laughs> That's a weak layup. You got to get your pun, your your pun game here going. Uh, No, okay. So my my next round is going to be I'm giving Mars bars to the entire Seattle Kraken defense because they look like they're on fucking Mars half the time. Oh, that's interesting. I thought we were picking players, so now you're trying to cheat in order to win. I'm also being no. I'm also being creative. Pick your defenseman. I mean, even Vince Dunn, who's you know tied for the team leading points. He Mm -hmm. he was sleeping last night on the play where the the Lightning tied it up. And like they, they kind of look lost. So like mm-hmm. the defense needs to wake up, right? Uh, half the game they're there, the other half of the game they're on Mars. So they all get Mars bars as like a hey, wake up, get your shit together, let's go, boys. Okay, I mean I'm with you. I mean I'll I'll stick with defensemen here. I'm going to give uh, Will Borg and I'm giving him a crunch because that is the sound I hear every single time that Will Borgen decides to lay his hands on somebody and defend his teammates. Now we haven't seen it a lot this season. 
I want him to step it up. But Will Borgen, he's like the bully of the bullies. You know what I'm saying? Anytime someone tries to mess with the Kraken, Borgie steps in. Borgie gets a crunch bar. Well, I'm, I'm going to give you like a half point for that one because at least you made oh, it. Oh, thank effort. you. I'm glad that you're scoring this and you're doing it in your own favor. This does not seem biased whatsoever. No, I basically have, I'm now I've won like four to two, and this is this oh, is okay. Yeah, yeah I've, I've scored points in every single one of mine. You, that's how. Yeah. Well, when you use things basic. like the higher defense of the Seattle Kraken roster, that's it. But it was like the so, the Mars on. Oh yeah, Mars. you're right. You gave me the rules, and then you stepped outside of it, and now you're winning. That's how this works. I just didn't think hard enough. Um, okay, so uh, the last for me is pierre edward belmar oh nice good, he gets good a player's voice a maison du chocolat gift box which i googled <laughs> that is a french a french candy gift box uh, because uh you know the new guys coming in um they they have started to kind of make impacts right i think the rest of the team's catching up to maybe them i'm not sure but like he's working his butt off he got a hat earlier this week um, he got the Davy Jones hat in the locker room after the, uh, I think it was the Florida game, which is awesome. Dude's making his effort out there known. He's working hard. He's a good fit for the Seattle Kraken. So um, what's the French word for hell yeah? Is there a French phrase for hell yeah? What is it? We. Oui. Yeah. Pierre-Edouard Belmar, Maison du Chocolat. We, we, we. Mucho gudo hockeyo. That's, you start doing Spanish in there in a French accent? What was that? I think so. Okay. I don't know. You got one need, more? Yeah, I have one more. I mean, we did five, so I'm glad we could agree on one of the rules that you it's five uh, to two right now. Here. So you just you're trying not, to like, oh my lord. Okay, uh, this one doesn't even really need any explanation. I'm giving a Kit Kat to the big cat. I mean, that just makes the most sense. I mean, first off, it rhymes, and again, I'm all for it. Yanni Gore candy corn, Kit Kat for the big cat. And sorry, I also stuck with for the most part traditional Halloween candy. You're stepping out of the box with like Maison du Chocolat or whatever the fuck you're talking about, which no one even knows what you're... I feel like you're just making up candy at this point. It doesn't even sound like a candy. It sounds kind of like some fancy chocolates. Perry. But what it the is. hell do I know? Kit Kat for the big cat. He also seems like a guy who would crush some Kit Kats. I'm, I'm going with that. And you know what? He deserves it. I searched I searched candy bars from France, and I, I think that's why we're why based in America. I, don't I was know looking for a candy, like a Halloween candy bar. Because you're out of ideas. And they so don't do that reading. there. No, okay, no, no. Start reaching. First of all, number one, unless you're Little Wayne, you can't rhyme the same word with another word, like the same word. Like you, big cat, do whatever I cat. want. I'm wearing a kimono right now. That's, it's the that's same. How this, that's how this goes. I'll give you, I'll give you a half point for wearing the kimono. So I won that one, <laughs> five to points to two and a half points. We'll let the Kraken Pod fam decide who won this one. You can't Easy. judge your own thing. You can't score your own thing. No, I it just did. Absolutely, I at least mm-hmm. somebody else can be generous to you and give you an extra couple points but overall I won five to no one's going trick or treating and getting Maison du Chocolat and they're fucking in their you know this is hey this is you right now putting your hand out you know what you're doing grasping at straws Maison du Chocolat I'll tell you that much you know what I'm doing I'm eating some delicious I'm eating like some Kit Kats I'm eating some Crunch Bars okay all right real candy that people get on Halloween all right maybe I'll maybe I'll put together uh, a a nice uh, you know uh, uh, pot Good vibes only. I can't think of it now because I'm thinking about my win. A good vibes only parlay uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook tonight um, because I, I haven't done that in the last few days. And I don't know if it's helping or hurting the Kraken at all, but um, I needed to take a break because I've been on a losing streak. But still some kind of the Kraken's fault, I guess, there. Um, anyway, uh, football-wise, though, hey, the Seahawks looking pretty good, right? So if you are able yes, to sir. use the DraftKings Sportsbook app – 
Uh, you know, another week of NFL action, great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. So throw down five on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And across the board, with you, if you kind of tap into all the sports on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, they're offering up promotions on so many different things like bonus bets, uh, you know, win your money back bets, um, increased odds for like same game parlays. It's, it's fun. And you can bet whatever you want, right? You can bet a dollar, you can bet whatever. It's just, it's fun to do. Check it out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you're a new customer with the NFL, use code THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can bet $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net and see our show notes for details. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to go out and uh, do some trick-or-treating, maybe you could treat yourself to some Raycon earbuds. Raycon is awesome audio products with amazing quality, half the price of the big-time brands out there that are overinflated because they've got a fruit logo, right? They not only have great earbuds that have awesome sound quality, long battery life, um, they have awesome promotions on making sure that you're happy with it. You can return it if you're not happy with it. They've got uh, warranties, all this sort of great stuff, free domestic shipping, Raycon, check out earbuds, check out their Bluetooth speakers. They got so many cool things. If you go to buyraycon.com slash THPN, get 15% off your Raycon order. So that's buyraycon.com slash THPN. So buy, B-U-Y, buy it. Buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 15% off your order. So thank you to uh, Raycon for... Um, being part of the THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, and, of course, the Kraken Pod. You're just as likely to get Raycon trick-or-treating as you are to get Maison du Chocolat. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll give you that. But let's see. <laughs> maybe I'll have to order some, and maybe there's – I don't know. I'm trying to think of an international store that I can go to today uh, in Mandeville, Louisiana, to get some Maison du Chocolat so that I can show you that it actually exists. But I'm not going to do that, so – Because it doesn't. All right. Fair point. So there you go. Um, all right. Three stars of the week. This is where Joey and I kind of rank the cool stuff that's been going on in our personal life. Maybe it's cool. Maybe it's not, but stuff that we're into, um, it, it can be hockey related and, and it doesn't have to be necessarily. So, uh, I think Joey, I'm trying to remember, I think Joey last week you went first. I think so. We probably screwed it up. Someone's gotta be keeping track somewhere. You go first. Go ahead. All right. So my first star of the week is it was the same as last week. It's, it's playoff flag football. So just uh, like the trick the candy thing, you put no effort into this either. You're going to feel so bad. I, w- I was just going to talk about how awesome my son and his team did. Just like they did last week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But like That's we great. were just, we were going into it. I haven't recapped what happened. My third star of the week is January 2023, just because it's in the past. Okay. All right. That's great. Uh, yeah. you, you're just, now you're just being a dick. <laughs> you are truly channeling Chaz. <laughs> also, my I took the helmet off because I'm ready to throw down with you. And also, too, my head is sweating. Probably fat like you probably fight like Maddie Beneers. Oh man. Yeah, I probably do actually. <laughs> um, I was gonna say <laughs> so. Um, so flag football, awesome because we had um uh, a game on Friday night, last Friday night, 
And we were in our division. There was only four teams in our division because we're in like the better division, right? And um, we had to play the number one seed who were undefeated. And if we won that game, we went to the championship game. And the whole week I was telling Ford, my son is like, hey, dude, we play the Ducks. Like we're the Navy midshipmen, right? But we were playing the Ducks. And all, these are all, you know, model after collegiate teams. So the Oregon Ducks, right? Um, I was like, so if your buddies at school are talking about the game, because everybody's like fearful of the Ducks. I said, I said and, and half of them are friends in our neighborhood that play on the Ducks, which is funny. I said, I said, dude, if anybody asks you or talks about it, you say, we're going to win. Okay. Don't go into it. He's like, my friend Harrison from his football team was like, yeah, we can't beat those guys. I said, you tell them that you're going to win. And we went into that game and we fucking smoked them. Like Ford and his teammates crushed them. And the best part was we uh, won the, won the, uh, the coin toss and we took the ball first. Right. And we on the first series we're backed up against our five yard, like on our five yard line. And the coach went for it on fourth down, pulled out this trick play, right? Ford is in this play. He's the receiver. The annexation of Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yes. No, it's actually called root beer. They call it root beer. I don't remember exactly why, but it. the play is this. And they, they are five for five on the season now. And Ford is the receiver. Always. It's a snap to the quarterback. Um, First, the quarterback puts a man in motion from the opposite side. Man comes across, snaps to the quarterback. So it's almost like a fake uh, direct handoff to the, the man in motion. Man in motion runs all the way across the other side. Quarterback looks like he's going to throw down the field, but he really uh, does sort of like a lateral pass over to the guy on the other side. Ford, who started off, comes across the field to the opposite side on the same side as that man in motion, who's now the quarterback, bombs it bombs it. So on fourth down, they bomb it. Ford catches this pass at the five yard line. Cause now this is, this is only a, a like a all in all, like a 50 yard field, but um, at the, at the, like five yard line catches it first down, we go on to score. And then from that point on, I think we ended up winning like 30 to 13, but it was not close. It was not close. And they won that game and it was so awesome. We go to the championship game and I don't know what they, they feed these kids on this team. They were not the undefeated team, but they, these kids were like horses. We got smoked. But the cool part is, and this is, I, I'm not a huge fan of participation trophies, but I'll say this is um, the, the guys on the team got uh, runner-up rings, which are pretty sweet. They got uh, like little championship rings, which is pretty cool. And Ford was wearing that all week. They were upset that they lost. They were like crying and mad and that sort of stuff, but they powered through it. Um you know, and the team that we lost to really good team, good sports Ford was still all weekend wearing his champion. His, uh, I'm sorry, his runner up ring and loved it. So great flag football season. First time with this team, first season with this team, really great. They really came into it and it's going to be a good football team for a while. So I'm really proud of him. So there you go. Feel bad about that, Joey. Feel bad about being a dick. Um, I don't feel bad at all, but I will be very selfish. My third star of the week is all about me. Birthday things. My birthday is coming up. Oh, wait, when's your birthday? Monday, November 6th. Ooh, okay, good. Yeah, good and honestly, I'm not a big birthday person. I'm kind of just like, another day, I'm getting older. It's all good. I'll be 39, which I know you're like, I, I didn't see that coming, Joey. I thought you were 26, not just yeah. by your 
your looks, but also by the how mature you are. Um, I, can't, I can't decide if uh, if the kimono makes you look younger or older. I'm, I'm like, I could go either way. Yeah, no, I feel you. I got too many grays uh, for it to go one you way. That, you got that youth youth gray to you, though. There's, Thank there's, you. Something to that. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you, Jeff. Um, yeah. yeah, I will actually be in Miami for my birthday. It was kind of decided last minute. So I will be there. I think I fly out like Thursday. So just for like a quick weekend. So that'll be good. I'm just going to go out there and hang out on a beach and eat some sushi and uh, chill out a little bit. Uh, good for you. Okay, November 6th, Joey's yes. birthday. Write that down. I can play will, the next night. I will not do Arizona. anything for that game, for that birthday at all. But mm -hmm. I'm going to write it down. Make it look Circle like it and just write in it, don't do anything. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, Perfect. My second star of the week is going to be Advil, cold and sinus liquid gels. Um, <laughs> How old are you? Dude, I'm just trying to stay alive. Kid, you're you have no kids. You're, I'm like, I'm gonna go for my birthday to Miami, eat fucking sushi, and sit on the beach, do a yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I, I know you bust your ass and work hard. You're you're a hardworking dude and, and that sort of stuff. But uh, at the same time, like I'm sitting here, my kids are going through all the sicknesses. My wife is like just getting beat down with colds, and she's just battling something. I'm battling something. So Advil, cold and sinus. What's up? We need a sponsorship for this. If you have kids, you know what's up. If you have kids, you know what's up. It's like when you when you think you've made it through, oh man, gosh, everybody's feeling better now. The kids are feeling better. We made it through that. I mean, the kids, you know, some of the kids got sick, some of them didn't. They're okay. So thank God for that. But I made it through unscathed. Oh, and then like two days later, you get the shit that they had. Mm. And you thought it was gone. So I'm just saying Advil, cold and sinus. It is mentally screwing me up um i'm all over the place i think but for the most part i'm staying hyped up i have energy until i don't so anyway advil okay. cold sinus i need to get another box of it because my wife and i are eating it like halloween candy so there you go love it my uh my second star of the week is the movie talk to me uh i watched this oh god i think i like rented it on amazon it's still horror movie season. You can get it in while you can. I love scary movies. Talk to me came out. It's these two Australian directors. It's their first ever movie. I won't give away too much of the premises, but it involves a hand, like an embalmed hand that basically like these like high school kids get a hold of and they can kind of summon these spirits and they treat it like it's a game and they have a lot of fun with it. And then stuff kind of starts to get out of hand, as you may very well know. And it starts tying into like the past of some of the people and messing with them and everything. Not so much scary as it is just like it's an overall entertaining movie and the concept was different. So if you're looking for something to watch this Halloween and you want something to, to switch things up a little bit, I'm tired of everything kind of being the same storyline or the same plot, check out Talk To Me. Okay. All right. That's cool. I like that. I, I actually, my number one star is also a Halloween movie. Mm -hmm. um, last night, we, you know, Megan was like feeling down and out and we're like, we're going to, we're going to watch a Halloween movie together. So we chose Disney's under wraps uh, <laughs> because it is PG. Okay. And, and I honestly, like, I guess I'm just in the world, but I like laugh my ass off with my kids on this movie. Uh, it, it's a very cheesy, campy, a PG movie where uh, these kids in, in a town, they, you know, at the local museum, there's a mummy exhibit and, these people steal the mummy uh, to sell it to a private dealer. And then the kids uh, are looking for it to try and solve this mystery. And they find the mummy in the guy's basement and the moonlight re reignites the amulet the mummy's wearing. And he comes to life and it starts off like scary. And my 
the six-year-old twins were freaking out. And then all of a sudden the mummy is really nice and funny and they befriend a mummy and it's stupid. Sounds lame. It is lame, but it's one of those movies where you can like watch it and be like, Oh, okay. You kind of laugh. Yeah. I was laughing. I wasn't even drinking. I was just rolling on my Advil cold and sinus watching this last night with the kids. We were cracking up Disney's, you know, Disney's under wraps. If uh, you have, my kids are eight and six years old and we were into it. It was safe. Nothing bad because that's, half the shit you try to watch with your kids, you're like, oh, this is PG-13. And then, like, you know, the movie starts like, what's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to PG-13 movie. There's a lot of, there's a lot of crazy shit that goes on in PG-13 movies. I'm you know, saying. in PG-13 movies, they can, you can only use the word fuck once. That's the actual rule. Right. I do know that because yes. they do say, they, they, a lot of them fit it in there at some yeah. point. They get in Disney one movies. and you're allowed to have one for PG-13. You have two F-bombs. That's rated R. Man, so I'm telling, I'm just. I'm so this podcast this. is rated M for mature. It, oh, definitely. Yeah, we're like uh, NC seventeen. Hawking podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, under wraps on Disney. That was that was lighthearted and fun, and kids that are between six and ten. Well, maybe six and well, six and eight for sure. Six and, I, I, almost six thirty-nine. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So there you go. That's nice. my number one star. Mo- Halloween movie with the kids. Really enjoyed that moment. That was cool. All right, my first star of the week, and I'll keep it short and sweet. It's an obvious one. It's Halloween, man. It's Halloween in New Orleans. I woke up today. It was cold outside. It's still a little chilly. Chilly it here is. is 70 degrees, but it's a chilly 70 degrees. There was lots of fog. I had a cup of coffee just looking outside you know, on Halloween morning, looking at the fog rolling in and feeling a little bit chilly. I threw on a kimono. I got some nunchucks around my neck. Your dress is a full-blown hockey dad seattle kraken player i mean i'm just in a good mood man it's it's yep. freaking halloween so i'm gonna get some work done from home today throw on some scary movies Same. might buy some candy because honestly i don't really like i don't really want to go out because and i have not shared this with you yet i had a 19 hour bender on saturday oh yeah yeah, yeah. i saw the tweets yeah I, no, tweets. I was wait i was tweeting shit i should probably delete those well i don't think nothing terrible mm-hmm. Okay. I know, well, I know you are talking to some people about some jobs right now, so I'm just saying. You yeah, know, you know, I mean, my Twitter went private for a reason. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so I uh, I had friends in town, and I met up with them at 11 a.m. and I got home at 6 a.m. You know, there's always like I you always put out that like <laughs> that's awesome, man. Live your life. I mean, you're, you you always put out that one tweet. It's like ah, it's the beginning of the day with the friends and that sort of stuff. And that, and again, like, look, you're you're not. You know, you're not married and you don't have kids and you're living a good life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's always that first picture. It's like, hey, it's my friends, Sully and Todd. I don't think that's their names, but uh, mm-hmm. and we're uh, going to go. Da-da-da-da. And then the next like the next 15 tweets, like six hours later, like oh, I'm at the thing and I'm like drinking the thing. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, dude, it was it was a awesome. marathon. We started off like. We start off basically going to Frenchman, watching live music, leaving there, Bourbon Street, Purple Drinks, Pat O'Brien's. Good for you. Oh, it's Pat O'Brien's. I saw that Pat one. Pat O'Brien's. Left Pat O'Brien's after hurricanes. Went and had a dinner at this place called St. John. Had a great dinner. Had some more cocktails there. Went back home, showered, threw on a, holo- a Halloween costume, met back out, went to ho- a hotel, Halloween party, second floor, stayed for a second, left the party, Went to this place called Dragon's Den. Lots of live music, outdoor, like DJ, go upstairs, like a whole club. We're at Dragon's Den for a hot minute. Leave Dragon's Den, go to Snake and Jake's. I'm at Snake and Jake's until 6 in the morning. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's the place where you go till six in the morning. So, you know, you did all the right things. That's good. I, I, Thank you. I feel I'm, good about it. And by feel good, I mean I woke up Sunday so fucking hungover I could barely move. I mean I legitimately spent most of the day in bed, and then I realized I had like a nineteen hour, nineteen hour drinking day. So there you all go. Right. Yeah. All right, good, good for you. That's, that's a solid uh, top three. That's a, that's a solid uh, way to round that out. So, so good job on that. Um, thank you, thank you. Be safe uh, this weekend. I mean, what's on this weekend? Anything good? Yeah, I'll be in Miami. Oh yeah, because it's next. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, gotcha. birthday okay. things. Come on now, Jeff. I just that was my other star. Come on. Hey, Advil, cold and sunless, bro. <laughs> I like how you're like, give me like, we need a sponsor and you're holding up and you're showing the nutrition facts of the camera. And then when you turn it around, it was an upside down. There we go. Now we're doing it. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll finish, yeah. I'll finish the podcast from inside the Ivel Colden sinus box. Hey, mm-hmm. thank you so much for uh, listening to the Kraken pod. Uh, I need to end this thing so I can go to Walgreens and buy some more of this stuff and give them my license and feel like a criminal mm-hmm. uh, as I buy some pseudoephedrine um, and they judge me because I probably will buy two boxes of this shit because my wife and I are just, just guzzling this stuff like normally Kit Kats um, you know, on Halloween. But uh, anyway, so I'm going to go do that. We're going to wrap up the show. Have a great week. Joey, be safe in uh, Miami. When are we? you going to be back in time to do the podcast on Tuesday? Yeah, man, of course. Okay, so post-birthday action. Uh, we'll be back. But make sure you're following along on all the social media. The, the Kraken Pod. I'm going to put the box down. Um, Kraken Pod. Uh, all over and thank you so much joey have an awesome week happy halloween brother um our halloween here in our neighborhood is like one of the biggest in our area Mm -hmm. it's packed so i'll get some candy for you if you don't you know get any halloween candy i I won't hold my breath just like i won't on the wine or the fish i'll deliver one just keep adding it up okay it's a hell of a a tag your birthday's around the corner fish wine fish fish, wine candy Okay. Done. I got to get rid of the candy because it cannot stay in this house. It can't. Right. I would love. I would love to take that candy off your hands. Okay. Done. All right. Well, have an awesome week, Joey. Thanks for everything you do. Um, thank you guys for listening, and thank you for following along with us. And we will leave you with the Kraken Pod chirp of the week. Do you like scary movies? Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie?